Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 190, Jamie. Woo, 190. I figured it out. Episode 200 is going to be World Beyond. Okay. I feel like we should stop at 199 wherever we're at and just stop. I don't want a special. Forever? I don't no, no, I don't oh, want to oh, I'm not Robert, like, not Robert Kirkman where I just don't stop at nowhere. No, I I don't want to make the big episode 200 world beyond. I I kind of agree with you with that. I think it needs to be the OG the, the walking right. dead. Unless Iris like if Iris dies then, then, <laughs> then that we'll will do be a whole episode. that make it a big two hundred grand <laughs> grand episode anniversary show. We'll get celebrities to call in. It'll be great. That's so. Funny. But if she doesn't, I don't know what to do now. But anyway, we're episode one ninety. Walkers and talkers. I'm David Brody from Elvis Train the Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light FM. And I believe the sound quality of this episode is better than the sound quality of last episode because Yay. it was terrible two weeks ago, <laughs> and that was my fault. I apologize. And then I have to say, people are crossing. Um, remember, uh, you remember Ghostbusters? Oh, are you kidding? When they me? talked have, about crossing yeah. the streams, they said, "Don't oh, cross do, the streams. Yeah, you can't cross the streams. It stream. would be bad. How bad? Like you know, cats and dogs living like together. You would die. Right, bad. I feel like people are taking advantage now and crossing the streams of Walkers and Talkers and my other podcast, The Brooklyn <gasps> Boys. They're crossing the stream. Yes, because oh. we didn't do an episode last week, and now a bunch of people are asking for free dessert. <laughs> they want a bonus episode. They want good. Oh man, man! Right, I I don't have free dessert. I apologize. 
So uh, I will say uh, a couple of people like uh, Kelly Meal. I'm hoping I pronounced your name right. Miel. Uh, she said something to look forward to next week, which is this week. And Tanya said, oh, no, the nerve free dessert. And Ace Angie said, <laughs> I'd, I'd like free dessert. Uh, Paisley oh. said, bummer, looking forward to next week. And Marcus said, fuck, F a lot of A's and a K. Janovic, who's who's one of our most uh, interactive listeners on the Brooklyn Boys. Loyal listeners. Yep. Uh, he said, may I speak to the manager, please? Not acceptable. <laughs> so they're That's all turning funny. my own medicine against me. So I, in your own phrases. I pointed out to Tanya. Oh, I mentioned her name again. I wasn't going to mention her name again. I'll tell you why. No offense to that person. But I said, hey, listen, I would like to think your free dessert is the fact that we mention you all the time. <laughs> right? We do mention Tanya a lot. Stop mentioning her. <laughs> Sorry. So she wrote, touche, 17 mentions <laughs> since 2017. No, she counted. <laughs> yes. she And she's marked the times and the audio. She knows exactly when oh everyone was. Oh, my God. That so is so funny. So I'm not mentioning her again because now we're up to like 20. <laughs> I think we're at 20. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, look, we're doing our best here. I'm in the basement. We had audio problems, let you know, two weeks ago. the The show wasn't great as far as the episode. We're going to talk about it now, but you know, give me a break. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just don't have any free dessert. But don't you dare use my Brooklyn boys against me. It's not. It's not right. It's not right. So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to break down episode season season six episodes nine and ten. So we'll talk about John Dory's last episode. Spoiler. John Doe's last episode. Then the one after it, which centered around Daniel, which I didn't think was a fantastic episode. Um, what Overall, what did you... And there's no Talking Dead for us to talk about. So yeah. overall, Jamie, what did you think of the two episodes individually? Um, I like them both. I, I, I think the very first episode we watched, The Door, was the best one so far. But yep. I, it was, it's, it's, going, it's going places. Like, I want to see what's going to happen next. Okay. All right. I thought it was definitely an, an imbalance... But we'll talk about it when we get to that episode. Let's talk about a little bit of news. Uh, I have some Andrew Lincoln news. He says they're going to begin filming the endless delayed movies, endlessly delayed movies, sometime in the spring. Woo, that's right now? That's sort of now. (laughs) Yeah. When asked in a recent interview if he thinks he would return for the season 11 final season of The Walking Dead, he said he's open to it. He said he would never say never, but the season isn't written yet. It's not written. Right. Well, they, they haven't finished writing season 11 yeah. yet. Okay. Well, that's true. They, they are filming it. Though. So he, he the can't end. come back within continuity, within the timeline, unless you bring him back and then the movies are a flashback as to how he came back. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because if he shows up with Michonne and it's a flash forward five years more or whatever... Then you're going to know he and Michonne survive and they, they find their way back. And Exactly. He could come back if they show you the helicopter ride and him first getting to the CRM and that leading into the movies. That could work, I guess. That's what I want to see. But that would just be him and Jadis on the helicopter and then getting to CRM. Yeah. And we would know what CRM is and all the characters because we've watched World Beyond. Oh. Yes. That's what he said. Scott Gimple did an interview with The Walking Dead World Beyond on Twitch, was it? The, on, uh, the Walking Dead Universe on Twitch, right? Uh, yes. Right? Um, so, uh, was it Gimple? Gimple did the interview, right? Gimple did. 
And and he actually teased that there may be some familiar faces in the world beyond in season two. Um, and so he said, this is what he said. I he hope goes, he doesn't mean Iris and Hope. No, 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 no. I think he means our people. Oh, okay. Like our, the ones we the, like. The, the originals, yeah. So this is what he said. He goes, we may see some familiar faces pop up over the course of these next 10 episodes. And then he kind of listed a few characters. He said, the unaccounted for character with ties to the Civic Republic is the CRM soldier Isabel, who Al met. Oh, the lesbian the that hooked up with Al. Yes. So okay. Althea, Al, you know. Yep. And then Gimple had previously teased Heath's return to the Walking Dead universe Somewhere. years after. Oh, boy. Because, I hope Heath comes back. I, because cause he was abducted by Jadis and traded for CRM, so they're saying maybe it could be him. And then this kind of made me sad. Amid speculation that Rick may be returning in the world beyond ahead of his lead role in the first ever Walking Dead film, he will not be making a surprise. Nah, of course not. Why beyond? make World Beyond good? I know. And he, and he goes, it's not that I like... He goes, I'm not happy with this answer. I just want to be definitive with people. World Beyond is not leading up to Rick's return. So he goes, I just don't really want people watching, hoping for Rick, because he's telling us right now it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I thought that at first, but I get the impression that he's living in England, uh, Andrew Lincoln, and he's not coming back <laughs> until they force him to. He's having a ball. He's, you know, he's doing Yeah, the although every interview he does, he's, now he says... You know, I left the show to spend time with my kids. Now that my kids have had me home, they keep telling me to go back to America and kill some zombies. So they're telling him to go back to work. Yeah, Dad, you know what? It was quiet when you weren't here. We get to leave our rooms messy. No one told us what to do. That's I'm a dad. I know how it is. Go back to work. They're like, oh, it's great. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done now. We're, we're done. Yeah, if my kids could send me to Atlanta, I think they would too. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I, I read somewhere that said... You're not going to see Rick, but you'll see places he's been. You'll see clues to Rick. You know, like we saw his boots on the boat. Yeah, like little little Easter eggs. Right. We may we may see clues. Now, keep in mind, World Beyond is seven years ago. So, speaking of familiar faces, you know who else we might see? We might see the people on the island. Right. Uh, What's his name? Virgil. Virgil. Right. We might see Virgil. Oh, his little group there. Right. Because clearly, the the, there was some crossover. On the boat where the boots were. Well, no, I'm sorry. The boots were in the... Yeah, they were in the boat. Yeah, they were in the boat, right? Right, in the in yeah. the storage room. So yeah. I, my guess, I'm predicting this, going out on a limb. I'm saying we will see the phone. We will see the boots. Now, someone may find the boots in the phone. Like, they may do something like take the prisoner's belongings and, uh, yeah. oh, and put them yeah. on the boat. Like, maybe the helicopter flew to a place where the boat was, and then they yeah. put Rick on the boat. All this stuff. Like somewhere. maybe they flew Rick to that island where Virgil was. The, that could be. And then took Rick on the boat. Like they flew Heath to the island. Uh, man, if Heath shows up, I'm telling you. <laughs> so Rick went to the island and then they put him on the boat and he left his things there because they took his belongings away. And they, they you know, whatever they did, they left them on the boat. So I feel like that will be the crossover. Virgil and his people might be part of the crossover. How about that? But Ooh. Virgil says he never met Rick. He just yeah, he, he just did. knew the boots. He just knew the boots. All right. Let's talk about episode nine, Things Left to Do. It starts off with uh, June burying John. And by the way, a perfect hole. A perfectly... It was really, it was really done well. <laughs> a perfectly rectangular, the walls aren't caving in, perfectly level at the top. Come on, make it look like that she dug it. They made her dig it, right? 
I would assume right. so. She had yes. the shovel. So make it look. And but does he really need to be six feet down? I yeah, and that's the other thing. I was like, well, that's also pretty deep. You gotta put the dirt back now. I know. Anyway, she finds his gun on him. Why they didn't search the gun, I don't know. And then I was one, shocked she found it. Right. I was like, oh, how did they leave this? And then one of the rangers tells her to drop it. And she says to Virginia, your sister killed my husband, John. I saved your life. The only reason I saved your life was because you said you loved your sister. I need to know why she killed my husband. And Virginia says, I don't know. But Virginia knew damn well it was because he was tracking the murderer. And we know Dakota was the murderer. Mm-hmm. And June says, you don't know? I think you do. I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. And she does. Yeah. The credits popped up. Uh, Victor has the, uh, we, and this was in the trailers, we saw this, has four members of the group at Lawton in a lineup. Pregnant Grace, Sarah, Luciana, Luciana, and Daniel, the four of them. Yes. At this point, I'm saying to myself, I, I know they're in another town, but Alicia, Charlie, Wendell, Rabbi Jacob, and Wes are off the show. They're off the show. You think so? Oh. Well, they haven't been on the show is my point. I know they're not yeah. in Lawton, so I know they're in the other community because remember yes. they split them up? Yes, they did. Wherever that is. I feel like they're not going to show us the other communities because it takes time to build sets. It, so we'll just say... It would, especially during COVID. Right. <laughs> and by the way, I have some Wendell news later on. Yay! I have some Wendell news. The okay. Wendell is Sarah's brother in the wheelchair. In case you're like, who's Wendell? It's been such a long time. Uh, Mr. Wendell, not just a song. So... <laughs> um. Victor tells uh, Virginia he's got all of Morgan's people, which is odd because, I mean, aren't they all, everyone's people? I know Morgan brought them to Strand. Like they bumped into yeah. each other. But uh, he says, do you want the rest of them? And Jenny says, no, we'll keep them as backup in case anything else goes wrong. So I, I figure that's the, the way they keep the rest of the cast not on screen because of the pandemic. Like that no, makes, no, They have to say Right, just like have that. four yeah. of them there for the, you know, space them out. <laughs> Six feet apart each. Right. Now, there was a lot of um, blatant scene for scene, almost word for word comparisons from this episode to the Negan, you know, uh, first appearance oh my episode. God. I thought and, that exactly. And some other things from The Walking Dead. So June gets out of the truck. Luciana says, where is John? And she realizes he must be dead. Um, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we already know John's dead, so spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, she yells at Ginny, how many more have to die because of you? Now, I th- thought that was weird because Ginny was in the cabin, right, when she went outside to see that John died. Yeah. Right? And she's already seen her at the gravesite. Yeah. So why is she yelling at Ginny? Oh, she's yelling, like, because the people are in a lineup. How many more have to die, right? Yeah. So a ranger, one of Ginny's rangers, starts walking over to June... Like they're gonna, he's going to hit her. And Daniel says no and steps up to defend her and gets Ooh. hit in the head with the butt end of a rifle. Really bad. Like that looked like that hurt. Did this remind you of anything? Uh, yeah, look at the bat, um, uh, Rosita. Rosita. Right. When Daryl stood up to defend Rosita and he got hit down and then, you know, uh, Glenn died. Spoiler. Spoiler, Glenn's dead. By the way, Glenn, Glenn almost, Glenn, Stephen Yun almost won an Academy <laughs> Award. He wasn't going to win it. And I, I'm, um, I haven't seen Minari, which is, I, I think, saw is, it. was it good? I loved it. I love him. I just, I thought he should have won, but, you know, Anthony Hopkins got it. Well, I've heard from people in the, uh, people who, uh, in show business who have seen the movie, uh, especially Stephen Colbert, who had uh, Anthony Hopkins on last week, said it's the greatest acting performance he's ever seen on film. Now, the father? Yeah. For someone okay. to say that, 
Wow. That tells me he probably should have won the award. Plus, I have so, it, but I didn't watch it yet. I, lo- I, I love Stephen Yun, but you're not going to beat Sir Anthony Hopkins with the role of a lifetime. I, I agree with you. You know, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm glad he was nominated. It's pretty cool. I mean, that's always under his belt. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know what's under his belt. I don't well, know. That's your business. <laughs> okay. I do have the 10-inch Glenn, too. Do you really? <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't heard that. <laughs> Does he does he say to you, "I will find you"? No. We're gonna move on now. <laughs> okay. Oh, does his eye pop out when he sees something weird? Oh my god! All okay, right. everybody, this is your free dessert. This extra snappy banter. Okay. Ginny <laughs> walks up and down the lineup, trying to get them to talk and pointing the gun at each one of them. That was your eeny meeny miny mo moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She gets on the walkie-talkie after threatening to shoot everybody and tells Morgan he needs to come back right away, or bad things are gonna start to happen. The camera keeps showing Strand like he's going to do something. A little foreshadowing. Strand, I'm like, oh, what is he? He's going to do, he's going to pull a move. Well, we already, again, no, thanks, trailer guy. We already trailer know he's going to pull a move. I, yeah, trailer guy. Anyway, Ginny, Ginny tells Morgan on the walkie, if he doesn't come back, she's going to blow Grace's brains out. Oh, my God. Which I thought was tough talk. But usually when they talk like that, they're not going to do it. No. Right? Out of nowhere, as if Morgan knew the timing of the lineup, he shows up on horseback, just as Grace is about to be killed. Horseback bullshit. Thank you. Horseback <laughs> timing bullshit. All right. Morgan says to Ginny, it must be scary being her, uh, because it's over for her. Everything she is, everything she has is over. She says she's going to start killing people one at a time right in front of him. And he says um, to everyone there, she lied to them, and she said everyone follows the rules, but she didn't. My God, he was calling out her shit so hard. I'm like, right. oh, my God. At I'm that sweating. point, she knew she must have known like exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. Because she looked up to the sky and said, like, oh, crap. Morgan then tells everyone how she covered up the murder, uh, that Dakota did it, and John died because he did the right thing. She tells Victor she said there would come a time when he would need to step up and do something big. She tells him to kill the old man, meaning Daniel, which normally I would think he wouldn't have a problem with, and then starts telling everybody else that Morgan's lying and that she gave everyone a safe place to live and a bed and they owe her. Oof. But the way she was like all fidgety and panicked, no one was going to oh, believe her. Oh, she was panicking. Oh, she was panicking. Uh, he's lying. He's lying. Uh, Who are you going to uh, believe? Yeah, Me or him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, uh, st- I, that scene has happened in so many movies and television shows where they, <laughs> where they out the lying and the, uh, the bad guy has, has their men turn on them. Yeah. And they do the whole, who are you going to believe? And they always believe the good guy. <laughs> I, I, so again, I, I'm calling that slightly lazy. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's happened. It's been done. Well, one of my favorite times was um, was in the movie The Warriors. One of my all time favorite films, a classic film from, I want to say 1979 ish, somewhere around there. It's an old movie, but there's a gang of people, and um, the ba- the the leader of one gang frames another gang. And then, uh, anyway, it, it doesn't, uh, I don't want to give away the ending. It's a very good okay. movie. Very good okay. movie. But similar thing happens. Similar. Anyway, she tells Morgan that she, she wants to see her sister, and Morgan says, you're never going to see your sister again. Victor tells the men to put her where she put Janice in prison, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And all the men turn their weapons on, on Ginny when, well, most of them do, when... Um, 
Strand puts his fingers in the air the same oh way Ginny did as a symbol yes. to say, yes. get your guns ready. Let's go. <laughs> he says she can do it the hard way, the easy way. She draws her gun and Victor shoots her in the shoulder. It's amazing to me how many times the bad guy gets shot in the shoulder. It's always the shoulder. Right. It's the shoulder, grazing blow, everything's grazing, or somewhere where the bullet can be taken out. Like, he, he doesn't have really, he's not a, he's not a marksman. So I, I get why he missed, but was he trying to shoot her in the shoulder? Because mm. he, I mean, if all those people fired at her, she would have been dead. So a shootout, Very true. a shootout breaks out. Morgan's on the horse. Victor's men are now shooting at the men who are still loyal to Ginny. Okay? Bullets are flying everywhere. There's like a brief edit. I'm calling edit bullshit. Also hostage bullshit. Because in a split (laughs) second, somehow, Ginny goes from laying on the ground shot to standing behind Grace. Yeah. Holding a gun on her. Yeah. What happened there? Right. A ranger drives off with the hostages because she manages to get the hostages in the car. And for some reason, she says, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going with you. Then Morgan grabs her, throws her in, in, in the truck, and they drive off. He tells Victor, like, I need her to get Grace and Daniel back. Exactly. So you can't kill her. The rest all want her dead. They don't give a shit about Daniel and Grace. They don't. Especially Strand. What does he care about Daniel for? He, he doesn't care. <laughs> they have a long history. Right. Morgan takes her to the water tower that had collapsed at the beginning of the season. He patches her up. June removes the bullet later on. Yes, he pat- that's he pat- right. stops the bleeding and tells her, you know, she better start uh, telling him where the hostages are because she's not going to last very long if they don't get that bullet out. Right? I mean, she's missing a hand and she's shot. Like, right. I'd start talking. <laughs> right. And then he says to her, I don't want Grace's baby growing up anywhere near you and it's not looking good for you. You better tell me where the hostages are. And she says, Hey, listen, Morgan, you survive worse than this. And he says, Yeah, you know why? Because your sister saved me. And she says, ah, it's bullshit. He says, nope, your sister went out there because she wanted me to kill you. And then he shows the note that she wrote, the the, you have a reason to live note. He's like, is this her handwriting? And she was like crying. Yeah. And like, oh. And he says, God, what did you do to that child? And that's when Virginia tells Morgan she's not her sister. Dakota is her daughter. At that point, timing bullshit, Morgan hears someone coming. He tells Virginia, can you run? Get up, we're running. And they run to the SUV that he's got there, right? Mm-hmm. The SWAT truck shows up with Raleigh and Sherry and oh God, the Jabberwockies. <laughs> um, I don't think they gave a crap about Morgan because they fire a thousand bullets at them in the SUV. Yes. Again, they only break the windows. Uh, they would have been both been, been dead. Right. There's bullet holes all th- all over the car. Now, those bullets, I'm assuming, are like armor-piercing bullets. They probably go through the car. I don't know how they're not shot. Okay? I don't either. I thought the same thing. But it's typical walking dead aim. They miss them. Morgan manages to get away, but of course, they hit the fuel line. Of course, because that happened last episode too. They always hit the fuel line. (laughs) Somehow when you shoot a car, they hit the fuel line. Again, my theory, if you're in some kind of transportation in the walking dead universe, it's going to fail or a tree's going to fall in front of you. It's never going to work. You're not, not going to get away. <laughs> Transportation bullshit. <laughs> They're running away. She's limping. These young people in the SWAT truck are after them. Ginny falls and rolls under a log. A walker's coming at her. And for some reason, 
Sherry jumps out from behind a tree. Why was she hiding behind the tree? Kills the walker so that she can shoot Ginny. Why would you kill the walker? What worse punishment is there? Let the walker eat Ginny. I think she wanted the pure satis- solely wanted the satisfaction, but you're right. That would have been the well, best. If revenge. you stick a, a walker on someone, it's the same thing as killing them. All you had to say was, "You're about to get what you deserve." Yeah. Why would yeah, you yeah, kill the walker? A great final line. Right. Or let her let the walker go right at Ginny, and then out of nowhere, Morgan kills the, the walker. Yeah. Right. That would have made more sense than Sherry killing the walker. I'm going to save you from the walker so I can give you a speech <laughs> so, and then kill you. So, so I can kill you. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Sherry joined the Jabberwocky guys, right? With the SWAT van. Yeah. Right. That's where she was hanging out with those people. Where they wear the masks. Right. Yeah. With the mask people. Sherry was or wasn't actually tortured by Ginny. Was she in a community where she was oppressed? You know what? I keep thinking about that, and I feel, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I feel like maybe for a little bit, and then she escaped. Because she I keeps, don't... I have to go back and watch. Or if you if you you can tweet us, let us know if she made any mention of living in one of the communities and being tortured. Yeah, because her vendetta is so Right, hardcore. and she keeps I'm talking like, about no. how these people were treated badly. Her friends, oh, they all have yeah. an issue. They all have a vendetta. They're all angry. But don't forget, they found Sherry in the city. Wandering around by herself, right? In the alleyway? Yeah, so I don't think, you know, I don't think Virginia did anything to her. But yet she seems to want the most revenge out of everybody. Right. So Ginny says, I don't know who you are with your mask on. And Sherry says, well, I know who you are. And then Morgan comes out of nowhere and tells her to stop. Sherry says, I'm tired of waiting for you. Morgan, this is every, everything with you is wait, wait, wait. So then she goes to kill Ginny and Morgan flips her with his stick thing. Oh, with his, his yeah. axe handle thing. And she says... That he's no better than Ginny is because he's letting her live. Yeah. He says, people are going to die if I don't save her and they run off. Now, Sherry's on the ground, but she has a gun. If she really wanted to kill her, she could have just shot her in the back. Right? She could have. I think Morgan checked her pretty hard. Ginny is screaming in pain and they're walking very slowly. And yet Sherry, who was right behind them, they can't find her in the woods. They don't catch (laughs) up to them. I'm calling 73% limping bullshit. She can hardly move. And they can't find her. She's screaming in pain. I know. And there's no walkers drawn to the screaming? You would think so. You'd think they'll all be coming out of the woodwork. Right. Morgan asks her if she's lying about Dakota being her daughter. And she says, why would I do that? So he says to her, well, maybe you're lying to get my sympathy because you saw my tape, right? The videos they, they left around. Yeah. You know she- that I have a son. He didn't say had a son. He said have a son. So again, speculation is popping up. Dwayne? Is his mind now more clear where he remembers his son Morgan didn't die? Hmm. Right? Is he now implying maybe his son is alive? Because at that point, the Commonwealth, like what if Morgan's at the Commonwealth? And it's, it's Elijah who finds his father at the Commonwealth. And he okay. changed his name to Elijah. Because he wanted to start oh. a new life. Oh. And maybe it is well, Dwayne. Like, we don't know. Holy shit, if that happens. I'm just saying he said, <laughs> I have a son. Most he, people he would say, I had a son. Now, you don't have to correct me. If you have, God forbid you have a child and you're listening, you lost a child, you can say whatever you want. I'm saying in the context of the show, it, and in, most people I've ever met, the show, yeah. they say, oh, I, I had three children, I lost one, or, uh, you know, whatever. I'm the parent of three, whatever. But he said, I have a son. I don't know if that's bad writing and they just, you know, wrote it wrong. I feel like there's something that might be there. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. 
Virginia begs Morgan to just let her and Dakota run off far away. They'll never see them again. That reminded me of Gareth when he's in the church. One of the um, the cannibals, termites. Oh, from, from a Terminus. And he says, just let us go. You'll never see us again. And Morgan says, what makes you think your daughter wants to go anywhere with you? Yeah. And she says to Morgan, you really want to kill me, don't you? And Morgan says, you took all my friends away from me. You shot me and left me to die. You sent a bounty hunter to cut my head off. And then your daughter killed one of my last friends I had in this world. So, yeah, I would kill you if I could. He might as well just have said, duh. (laughs) Exactly, duh. He says, you should have finished me off at the gulch when you had the chance. He said, why didn't you? She says, this is the dumbest response. This is just doesn't make any sense. She says, because there's a little bit inside of you that would do anything to save other people. And it reminds me about what I'm doing for my people. And he says, we are not the same. And she says, Morgan, we are all the same. Which, which is like, you know, we're all evil. We're all killing people at that point. We're not. She wanted him dead, right? Oh, she left him yeah. on the step with walkers coming. She left him to die. And then hired a bounty hunter. (laughs) Yeah, so for her to say, a little piece of me wanted you to live, well, then you would have shot him in the leg. You shot him (laughs) as close to the heart as you thought you could. You know, you thought you got him. You had no no idea your daughter would save him. That's that's, uh, after the fact bullshit. That's trying to play on his sympathies. (laughs) Right? That's him. That's her saying. Right, her saying, yeah, no, I, I always thought there was a good part of you. I really didn't want to kill you. Anyway, mm-hmm. they get to the dam and she says, wow, you've been busy. Now, I thought it would have been funny if she said, damn, you people have been busy. <laughs> I really, I want them to rewrite that now. <laughs> right, but I'm not writing the show. I wish you were. So then, I don't know if you picked up on this, they show the dam behind them and it's such a bad green screen, it looked like a Zoom meeting. Oh no, I gotta go, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. It was clear they were not in the Click desert or whatever by the, by, the, by the dam, right? They get to the front of the dam, and there's a metal gate erected in front of the dam. Al and Dwight are in a lookout tower. Virginia says, now I thought it was very convenient that Al and Dwight were together, since they yeah. were the two that faked their deaths. Yeah, oh, exactly. I'm calling this convenience bullshit. <laughs> of all the combinations of people, they put them there so that Ginny could say, we looked for you. We, I saw you yeah. both turn. She did say that. <laughs> How were you still alive? And Al said, you should have looked harder. <laughs> so again, I just, you know, I, I pick up on these things. You put them there specifically for that one throwaway line. Like, had she seen them inside and said that? I would be like, oh, yeah, she sees them. Like, in a group. Hey, you two. Yeah. But they just they happen to be there the minute they're bringing her back. Meh. <laughs> Meh. Calling me. <laughs> Morgan tells Alicia and the rest of them that they're swapping Dakota to Ginny for the for Grace and Daniel. Everybody's planting vegetables and gardening. It's sort of like Alexandria at this point, right? They're doing yeah. really well. They tell Virginia. They, they tell Virginia her sister's locked up in the church. Victor shows up uh, with a bunch of his men looking for trouble because he wants Ginny dead. Victor says to Morgan, "There's a lot of people that have a grievance, and we aren't the only ones." Then the SWAT truck shows up. With the uh, the Jabberwockies, you know, the outcasts. <laughs> Sherry's group. Right. And uh, they say if they don't give Virginia over, they'll come in and take her. Which they don't oh do God. later. They don't later when they have a chance. Like when I, I thought that too. <laughs> so Virginia says, I want to change the deal. Right. 
Uh, I'll walk outside because now they're inside. Um, and uh, Alicia's reporting to them that Victor and his group are outside. She says, I'll, I'll walk out there and let them kill me if you let Dakota live here with, with you guys safely. Don't blame her. It's not her fault. She said, uh, I thought she needed me, but she needed a place like this. And Morgan is not happy with that idea. No. Right? Don't, don't blame my daughter. It's like Charlie. Oh, Charlie had a bad life. That's why she shot Nick. Yeah, yeah she's part of the group. Virginia says, I'll release Daniel and Grace, but I want something else. Now she's asking for more. <laughs> she said, I'm ready to die, but if I go out there, they're going to make me feel it. In other words, they're going to torture me. Oh, my God. Right? They're going to turn the knife in oh, me. Oh, yeah. They're going to make it hurt. She says, I want you to kill me, Morgan. Don't make me talk to my daughter. I don't want to tell her. I just want to get out of here and uh, just just go outside. Just let me die. So Morgan makes her call the hostage takers and release Grace and Daniel. And they walk her outside with Morgan behind her with the big axe. Oh, my God. She says to everyone outside on the hills, I just want you all to know whatever I did was to help you. And they all laugh at her. They turn on her quickly. They did. Like, she had no power over them like Negan. She didn't physically have a way to control everybody. They seemed to be going along with it. They had no problem with her. He says, she says, I'm going to take my medicine, but Morgan has to dish it out. Like, she's making demands now. Victor says, hell no, we want satisfaction. Oh, my God. And Morgan says, look, she released the prisoners. You just got to let me do this. So they're like, all right, fine. They were like so gung-ho they had to kill her. Like, all right, Morgan, you're going to do it. So Morgan steps up on a rock, tells Virginia to put her head down on the on a lower rock. Did you think at that point we were going to see her head get cut off? Oh my God. I, I, like, I think I stopped breathing for that whole scene. I had a feeling we weren't going to see it, but it got so close there for a minute. And, I, I, and all those people were watching. I didn't know for a second. Right. I, yeah. I, well, I was hoping... Oh, I was hoping too. I was like, just, I think I screamed <laughs> right. to Lenny James, just do it. <laughs> right. So she puts her head on the rock. Morgan is getting ready to kill her. He brings the, oh the axe up. And then he starts flashing back to all the bad things that she did. He remembers cutting the bounty hunter's head off. So then I thought like, he's just going to do it in a blind rage. He's going to remember. <laughs> but then I was like, it's Morgan. He's not violent Morgan anymore. That was one, one or two good episodes. I know. Now he's softy, Morgan. So then she's yelling at him, don't get cold feet now, Morgan. Kill me. Like she's screaming at him, like, kill me, because she wants the deal. She wants Dakota to be safe. Yeah. Morgan then yells, what the hell are we doing here? What are we doing? We're trying to start something new. Is this how we want to start it? If we do this, we're no better than her. Which, which sounds a lot like Rick not killing Negan. Mm-hmm. Again, like right, right out of the show. <laughs> he says she's going to have to tell the truth, meaning she's going to have to tell her daughter the truth. Um, and they walk her back into the dam. So after all that, nobody thought he was going to do it. Now, do they rush in to take her like they promised? They're going to come after her? No. No. <laughs> no. They take her to her daughter. Dakota asks why she's here and why, why didn't they kill her mother? Well, her sister. Morgan goes outside to talk on the walkie-talkie to Victor and everybody else outside. Dakota says, I don't want to talk to you to her mother. You killed our parents. And Ginny says, they weren't your parents, and I'm not your sister. So at that point, maybe I was thinking she's going to think she's adopted or she found her. That's what I thought. I thought the same thing. She says, I'm your mother, and I killed your grandparents to protect you because they didn't protect me. 
In other words, she probably had a, a teenage pregnancy and the parents left her flat or didn't want to keep her in they, the house, they whatever. They were ashamed of her, she said, I think. Right, but there, there was no pandemic. Dakota's older than the pandemic, so. Oh, yeah, this was just like blind rage, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so <good>. she goes <laughs> on and on about how she loves her and she wants a better life for her and she's worked out a way that she can have a better life as long as she, as if she, and as long as she wants it. So it's like, oh, it's all this emotion and crying. And Dakota sort of came around very quickly. A lifetime of hating your sister, and now all of a sudden you love your mom. I, yeah, your mom's your mom, so I don't know. Yeah. So June, Wes, and Daniel show up on horseback, and he says, hi, Victor. And Victor says, you remember me? And Daniel says, that's a story for another day. So remember, he faked not having a memory of anybody? Yeah, he faked dementia. And well, he, fa- he faked amnesia. He faked amnesia. Oh, amnesia, that's what it was. But then, as we see in next episode, was he faking oh. it? What was he basing the faking on? Oh. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that, but it seems odd. So I'll give you my theories later. Uh, Morgan, Alicia, and Dwight come out from the dam, and Victor wants to know where Ginny is. Morgan says one of the last things John said to him was that the land is soaked in blood. He wanted the killing to end. Which, by the way, now he's talking about John Dory the way Rick talked about Carl wanting a better life and a better world. Exactly. Shouldn't the killing end? Don't we all want the killing to end? Just like Rick. Morgan puts his axe in the ground and says, I'm going to leave it here until we need it again, and I hope we don't need it again. What does that mean? Don't you need it to kill walkers? I think, well, I mean, yes, but I think he means live people. Right. (laughs) He he meant I'm not going to need it to kill any people, but you need it to kill walkers, you dumbass. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you do, because right. it's very efficient. Okay, at this point, Sherry starts screaming, that's not good enough! And Dwight steps up and tells her to calm down. Which, by the way, when does it ever work? I thought that too. I'm like, ooh, bad choice of words, Dwight. Don't ever Especially with your girlfriend down. or your the woman in your world. Like, which what woman wants to be told to calm down? Who has a gun? Right. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's not tell her to calm down. So again, if <laughs> Sherry doesn't have a, a direct gripe with Ginny... Why isn't Raleigh saying that's not good enough? Why aren't the people that Ginny tortured as upset as Sherry is? Yeah, exactly. Except for the fact you want Sherry and Dwight to have a moment. Why is Sherry the spokesperson for the SWAT team? So Victor says, we shouldn't let Ginny divide us anymore. And and she walks away. Sherry's like, oh, Victor, you're going to take their side now? She's just, I'm, I'm done. So Victor says, I hope you know what you're doing, Morgan. And he walks off. They all trust Morgan. Uh, yeah, they do. At one point, Morgan was a stranger with a bunch of people who bumped into them and they formed one big happy family like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Morgan says, you, now this again, there's a Rick speech. Morgan says, you're all welcome to live here if you're willing to abide by the laws. Start doing that today and, and, and join what we're doing here. It's just like the, the Rick speech after he cut Negan's throat and he's like, you know, the, the murder, if, you have, if you want to live this way with us, you can. If you don't, there'll be consequences. Uh, I want to start a new world. It's our world. It's the same speech. It's the same speech. It's like, it's like okay, you know, I know, you're not a Star Are you a Star Wars fan? Have you seen the Star Wars? You saw all the movies, right? I've, I've seen them all, but I'm not. So Force like, Awakens. Up to date. So part mm-hmm. seven was basically a scene for scene replication of Star Wars, the first movie from 1977, episode four. Wow. Right? Everything happened very similarly. They did this. They did that. They hid. They deactivated the shields. They, it, was, it was almost like shot for shot. And when they were asked about it, they're like, well, it worked the first time. 
So they basically updated the movie. They're basically (laughs) updating. Reboot. They're rebooting the Walking Dead episode (laughs) at the end of uh, All Out War. Same thing. So Sarah, Rabbi, and Grace show up. Now, I don't know why Grace, I guess because she's pregnant, they put her in the car. I don't know how she hasn't had a miscarriage at this point. How has she not had a miscarriage? I don't know. With all the stress and the guns and the running and the... the, How is she not? I know. In all these shows, they're about to give birth and they're like, can you run? I'm like, what? (laughs) Uh, The rabbi gives June a letter that John wrote when he thought he wasn't going to see her again. Mm -hmm. Remember when they were pen palling? Yeah. I don't think we've seen... Have we seen what was in the letter yet? No. Right. Too busy. She's killing people. Uh, Dwight goes up the hill to where Sherry is and says, hey, why aren't you coming inside? And she says... Look, you didn't want me to kill her when we were hiding in the bushes. Remember that? I had the chance to. It would have given me a fresh start. I'm not going to find a fresh start with you. I think I'm going to find it with them, and I'm going with them. So Dwight spent years looking for her, traveled cross-country for her. I was so mad at this. She left little notes everywhere she went. And little infinity signs. Right. And now she's like, I'm going to go with these guys with the masks. I really, I'm disliking her character because I'm like, this. he still yeah. is like, calls she her can die now. She can die now. And protects her and he he loves her. And like you said, he did all that for her. And she's just like, yeah, actually, D, I think I'm going to go with them. So, yeah, bye. look, I get it. Raleigh's hotter later. than old Scarface McGee. But uh, <laughs> Scarface. I mean, even without the scar, Raleigh's a better looking guy. Than, yeah. No, no offense, Austin, if you're listening. Yeah. You know Raleigh's a better looking guy. It doesn't mean you're a bad looking guy. You're a solid six and a half. Yeah. yeah. Solid five. But we were supposed to be so excited. Oh, Christina Evangelista is coming back. She's coming back. Sherry's coming back. I'm like, who gave a shit about Sherry to begin with? And we've talked about this. And now yeah. I have to care that she's breaking Dwight's heart? I don't like that. I'm not liking that. Right. And she's calling him D because that's his old nickname. Meanwhile, she's getting a D from Raleigh. <laughs> she's getting the D somewhere. She's getting a 10 inch Raleigh. That's what she's getting. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, Alicia asks Victor why he's not coming inside. And he says, because we formed an army for a reason and the danger is still out there. And she said, you asked me to trust you and now you're not coming in? After all that, you told me like to trust you? He says, I'm not going to show, uh, I'm going to show you and prove to you and give you a reason why you should come with me. And he rides off. I guess he's talking about the graffiti people. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. At this point, we're getting close to the big, the, big, the big finish of the episode. So before we get to that, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Pollyanna McIntosh, Jadis, a.k.a. Anne on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David, Brody, and Jamie on The Walkers and Talkers podcast. I listen to them on the up, up, up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay. So we're in the church. Virginia wakes up. June took the bullet out of her shoulder, which, which again, uh, it doesn't explain what happens next. Uh, yep, Sherry in the Woods scenario. <laughs> so they take the bullet out of her, and she says, you, you and your daughter will be ready to go in a couple of days, and you can leave. Okay? At that point, Morgan and Alicia are in the church watching over them. They're in yeah. the church, right? Yep. They tell her, she'll go through the mountain pass, you and your daughter can leave, and, you know, have a ball. And we're going to give you some food and get you out of here. Then Morgan and Alicia are like, oh, we're going to go. We're going to go now. And June says, uh, I'm going to change her dressing. At that point, I thought, that's not good. <laughs> you know you know that she, she hates Ginny, right? You're leaving her alone with Ginny. I yeah. feel like nobody watches this show who's on the show. <laughs> Virginia says, I owe you so many apologies. And June says, no, bad luck just follows me wherever I go. She tells her, I had a daughter named Rose. She got very sick. Uh, I tried to protect her and she ended up killing everyone she knew. Remember, she left her at the high school, right? And then when she came back, yeah, she had turned into a turned walker and, then and everyone was dead. Everybody. Right. Ooh, so yeah. in case you don't remember what she was talking about, because it's been a couple of seasons now. Yeah, her daughter killed everyone. She says, of course, someone else's daughter kills a man I love. It makes sense. Well, I don't know how it makes sense. Well, I guess it's punishment that her daughter killed all those people. And that someone else's daughter would kill John. She John. said, in a way, it's exactly what I deserve. Now, they seem to have an agreement. Everything's but... fine now, right? Everything's fine. She's walking out. As she's walking out, Ginny says to her, you were just trying to protect your kid like I was. Which she just said, right? She basically alluded to that. I was trying to protect my daughter. Yeah, exactly. This is obviously the wrong choice of words. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Because June stops in her tracks, turns around slowly, and, and asks if she knew. Back at Lawton, Cameron, did you know what Dakota was capable of before? Uh, did you protect her? She said, I would do anything for my daughter. Right? I, I know. Mm-hmm. She pulls out John's gun and says, this my is the God. gun Dakota killed John with. And she points at her head. She says, I didn't protect my daughter after she killed someone. Well, no, because she was a walker at that point. And so was everybody else. Right. <laughs> so she says, you didn't protect your daughter after she killed someone. She said, I asked you before, why did your daughter kill my husband? 
She said, I don't know. She says, you are the reason. You are always the reason. In other words, she killed John. I'm sure you're the reason she killed John. You did something to explain why she killed John. Yeah, because she covered up the murder. She assigned John and then covered up and lied. So ultimately, she is responsible, right, for killing John. But then... You know who else is responsible? June is responsible for choosing a hospital over John. That's true. I also didn't like that about June. I got angry at June. Choose love, people. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, she then shoots Ginny in the head. Oh, my God. There was literally brains on the floor. Right. Huge bullet hole in her head. She's bleeding out. No shoulder shot. Now, again, this is after you pulled the bullet out of her shoulder when everyone was watching. I th- do you think if Ginny hadn't said something stupid, June would have walked out? I think June, because the way she exited Morgan's place, I think she knew all along she was going to probably do that. Yeah, I I don't know. I think when she was saying, like, I deserve this, I think for a second she felt like it's nobody's fault. It's just my bad luck. And, and then Ginny the words like, dawned on her. her yeah. yeah. Anyway, she walks out of the church. Puts John's cowboy hat on her head, which was badass. And Morgan just looks at her like, you B-word. I had all this planned. It was like Maggie going to the prison to kill Negan. It was like after saving Negan's life, Maggie went in and killed him anyway. Which she didn't. A year and a half later, she almost killed him. But then he cried and she's like, ah, you're better off in prison. (laughs) Maybe if they told June Ginny would live in prison the rest of her life. But they're like, no, we're going to let her go. She and Dakota can go roam free, which no I never would have made that deal. Never yeah. would have made that deal because she took hostages. She took Grace hostage. All the evil things she did now just because Dakota's your daughter? F that. F no. that. And she's killed people too, Dakota. But get them both the hell out. Right. So at that point, I'm figuring, and then June just walked off by herself. At that point, I thought, because they've already established Lawton's really far away. Right, because they called for help in the next episode, and they're like, "Oh, oh Lawton's yeah, too they far said away. they're a day or two away." Right, yeah, so she walking. walked all the way back to Lawton because we find out in the next episode she went back to Lawton. My God, that's far. Right, so I'm I'm calling walk home bullshit. So I think they <laughs> I, did they want us to think that she just walked off into the sunset and she was off the show, or that she was going to live in a cabin like Carol by herself? I don't know. I don't know. All right, so I. Some people online were saying they think they moved episodes around. That the episode that's coming up that we're going to talk about with Daniel was supposed mm-hmm. to be after the Underground People. Okay. So when you watch the Underground People episode, see if it would make sense that Alicia and Wes and Luciana were off together. I don't think that's right. I think it's in the order it's supposed to be. But I read a couple of people that thought they moved them around. Okay. Uh, Episode 11, you said you thought it was okay. It was fine. Okay. Starts off with Daniel in jail talking to... We don't know who he was talking to, but since we do now, he was talking to June about how things were going great. Then everything went bad for him uh, that day. Whatever day it was that uh, he's talking about. So we realize now the whole episode's a flashback. Yes. He's already... Yeah. So that means we know Daniel's not going to die. We have to figure out what did he do that he ended up in jail. I know. When I saw his name, I'm like, what did he do? Yeah. He did something. Flashback. They call a summit for all of the groups to come to the dam. 
to work out how they're going to work together, much like Alexandria, Hilltop, Oceanside, and uh, the Kingdom. They're going to have a big meeting. But before the meeting happens, Morgan needs to get a baby monitor for Grace, even though there's a big meeting happening. I know. So, of course, he's the only one that knows where it is, so he's got to go by himself. Of course he does. I thought we'd at least see, like, a Morgan adventure, but we don't. He just goes off, which, which is, you know... Daniel, he puts Daniel in charge. Daniel is now in charge of the big meeting. So what you're telling me is Daniel is like 70 years old on the show. In real life, Reuben Blades, I think, is 72, 70, something like that. Don't tweet Around me. me. Yeah. <laughs> you, so you're telling me that what we see happen to him happens when Morgan leaves him in charge, right? Yeah. So they sort of explain it at the end, so I'll get to that. But it did leave it did leave me initially <laughs> thinking that seems coincidental that this would happen the minute Morgan leaves him in charge. The one day Morgan leaves, this all happens. Right. All so I just want you to know I was thinking that going yeah. in as I'm watching the episode, and then you let me know if you think they did a good enough job explaining it away at the end as to why it happened. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Okay. So Daniel collects all the guns from all the visitors. No one can have guns. We're here for a meeting, big sit down. And he locks them up in a shed. Yep. They all have a meeting. Nobody's happy Dakota is at the meeting or that she's still alive. Well, you know, don't have her at the meeting then. And I thought yeah. Charlie should have said something like, hey, give the girl a second chance. <laughs> you gave me one. Right. I killed Nick. <laughs> I, like, oh is, is, are they going to have teenage girls just kill anyone who wants off the show? You're right there about teenage girls. <laughs> so Daniel's yelling at them about how they have to work together and whatever. There's an explosion conveniently behind him. Again, the explosion happens only when Morgan leaves. Uh, of course it does. Right? They've been living there for months now. Growing <laughs> things, planting. And everything's been fine. Right. So they explain the explosion away later, but um, he thinks maybe it was a trap, that someone set the bomb to go off, whatever the explosion was, that they may have a traitor, because Luciana says when they blew up Tank Town, oh, yeah, it was someone inside, inside job, inside yep. job that uh, we have a traitor, so they think there might be a traitor. Who, and then they think maybe the explosion was an accident. A rock may have fallen off the cliff onto the thing and blown it up. Whatever. The explosion is attracting walkers. And so now there's walkers coming into the canyon. where oh, uh, I guess where the water would be if the dam yeah. opened. If yeah. there was water behind the dam. I guess they let the water out. Who let the water out? Who? 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 <laughs> So everybody wants their guns because there's walkers coming. They open the shack, which was still locked. All the guns are gone. Shocker. Daniel, if you remember correctly, he was a military interrogator. He starts interrogating everyone to see who took the guns. Daniel gets worried about Grace because there's walkers coming and no one can find the guns. Uh, And he tells her that she and Charlie need to go to a cabin. Uh, It's by a lake. It's safe there. There's supplies. And he circled it on the map. And he yep. tells them to get the hell out. Go. Be safe. Some walkers get in. Right? And mm-hmm. it's very hard for everybody to kill them because nobody has any weapons. Yeah. Right? Oh, they're, they're, They're using like a folding chair. <laughs> a folding chair. A saw that Dwight finds trying to saw the oh, walkers head in half. That barely worked. <laughs> and then Strand shoots them with a gun he's not supposed to have. Yeah. Daniel now thinks Strand stole the guns and that he's the one who did it. And then he admits he let the walkers in to flush yes! out the gun thief. My God. Which is a brilliant military move. 
right? And it he is. puts Strand in jail because he thinks now Strand took the is, guns. Is the culprit, yep. Let's wrap this up, get to the end. I got to fit in one more commercial break here. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, this is Archstace from AMC's Preacher, and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Strand is, is being interrogated by Daniel. Daniel's threatening to shoot him. So he can feel the pain that Daniel lives with every day Oof. because Strand shot him in the face. Oof. Back at the at the dam. Oh, at the yeah, other dam. Uh, the, the other dam. Well, dam. Damn, I just realized it's another <laughs> dam. I didn't realize that before. They're at another dam. How right. come no one on the show has mentioned like, you know. Oh, yeah. Remember that other dam I mean, dam it, we're it's at? only Dan. Well, only Daniel and Strand would remember the other dam. But you'd think they'd go. Oh, we were at a dam once before. So obviously this show is caught up on hiding out in dams. <laughs> Clearly. Damn. Okay. So Strand says, are you really in that much pain? Did I cause you that much pain? Then Danielle takes an inflatable uh, bulbous Ooh. thing out of his. Now those things, uh, I'm sure they're used for a lot of things. But one of the things they're used for is to pump up boots when your foot's in a boot. You, use, you squeeze it, you put air in it, and you squeeze it. Um, to put air into the into the um, the brace, the foot brace, so it gets tight around your ankle. Oh, that's what that thing was. Uh, well, I'm not saying it's exactly the same thing, but it was like a balloon, like a medical balloon. Okay. That he stuck in his mouth, which which chinks. Otherwise, his cheeks. It, right. It's right. He so he says he takes it out, and his face is now flat, which is why, like after these two seasons now, three seasons, 
he's looked relatively normal. Yeah, for now the, we know why. For the limited number of episodes he's actually been on the show. So he says, I have to live with this pain. I can't sleep. I can't eat solid food. It's oh. a constant reminder. I'm always in pain. So he's about to shoot Strand, who keeps in saying, I don't face. know where the guns are. <laughs> but Victor's a liar, so why would you believe him? Victor always lies. Right. There's a loud noise, which distracts uh, Daniel. And the gate collapses and walkers get in. Oh, my God. They live in a concrete dam. It seems like they should be able to just block up whatever small openings have developed in the, in the crack. Exactly. That the fence would hold. Apparently not. They built this place for them all to live. And they didn't build a fence strong enough for the first wave of walkers they face. <laughs> first wave. Yep. This thing. It's like the, they built the straw house in the little pigs. <laughs> Go ahead, wolf. House. Try to blow the. Oh, shit. He blew the straw down. <laughs> the gate collapses. Morgan shows up with the SWAT van and shoots them all. Shoots them all. Very convenient timing also. Right. He didn't hit the fuel line. But he he, Yeah, yeah, he didn't fit the fuel line. (laughs) He asks where Grace is and Daniel says, oh, she's at the cabin. They go looking for her there. She's not there. Oh, my God. They find her in the woods with Charlie. He says, why weren't you at the cabin? She says, Daniel, you told me to go to the caves. And then we didn't want to go to the caves because they weren't scouted yet. He says, no, I said go to the cabin. Right, Charlie? Charlie says... Nah, man, no. you said you said go to the caves. Now, I'm thinking, watching it, I heard him say cabin. That's I, what I thought, too. I was like, wait a minute. He did say that, though. He said he circled it on the map. Yeah. So uh, they take out the map, and he circled the caves. And uh, Morgan's like, you, uh, you, dude. what's going on, man, right? They all go back to the dam. Dakota tells the group. She heard Ginny say the enemy. She wants to help, right? She says, I want to help. She says, I heard Ginny say the enemy went back underground. Maybe they actually live underground. Because, you know, if you went underground, that means in hiding. But maybe yeah. she meant actually yeah. under the ground. They found the guns in Daniel's space, his tent, whatever. He says, I can't remember. Everything's so cloudy. So I'm thinking, does he have dementia or Alzheimer's? What's, what's going on? Morgan says, are you okay, man? Like, and he's like, I, I, I don't, I can't. I just, I'm kind of. I don't know. But then I'm thinking, this is the guy that pretended he had amnesia for, for months. But What's this going time on? I, I thought, uh, I don't feel like he's faking this. Well, I mean, what if he was? I mean, I know he, I don't think he was ultimately, but why would you trust a guy that you know was able to fake everybody out oh, for months? I would have trust issues. I'd, be, I'd have to like run tests on him to be like, are you bullshitting me? Or, right. or is this now, for real? The question is, did he, did he fake amnesia because he already knew he's had some bouts with memory loss? Oh, that could very well be. We don't know, but that would make sense. Right, like which came first? Yeah. So they have him, so they now they go they go back to the prison cell where he is, and he's talking to June, and he's remembering words that she asked him to remember earlier. You know, like man, woman, camera, uh, person, yeah. TV, if you remember what that's from. And he says, you know, grape, elephant, ball, whatever the words were he was asked to use. And she says, I don't think it's neurological, I think it's psychological. She says, it means symptomatically you're experiencing memory loss, dissociative thinking, but there doesn't appear to be any underlying physical cause, which is good. It means we can treat this. Now, if you remember, he had a mental breakdown in season two, right? Remember when he burned the uh, state down? Oh, my God, yeah. Where they were staying? He says, well, why am I suffering these effects now? And she says, well, you have something to lose. You like this community. You like Charlie. You're worried about losing her, right? You were put in charge. And you were worried for her when the walkers were coming. You were put into a position of authority. 
Maybe that's why you move the weapons, because you were worried someone might use them. And he says, you know, you spend your whole life giving people a reason not to trust you. And then one day you can't even trust yourself. Uh. So here's what here's, I have to call major bullshit. She says, look, I'm not an expert in this field, but I'm going to read up on it. Where is she going to read up on it? I was thinking, I'm like, with what? I'm going to do some research. I'm just going to Google real quick. Is she going to the library looking at microfilm or microfiche? Microfiche. For those of you old enough to know what that is, Google that. We both know that. It's not fish, by the way. I would use voice text. I would say, hey, Google, what's microfiche? And then it'll tell you. But where's she going? To the library? The the school of medical journals? Unless Morgan built the library, I don't know where she's right. Going. Did Ginny promise her a library instead of a hospital? And she needs an encyclopedia or a medical book. Right. Is she going to WebMD? Where <laughs> Where's she going? WebMD. That's where someone's going to go. You know, I saw a medical uh, library uh, a couple of miles from here when I was on a run, conveniently. Like someone will go, oh, I saw some medical books. Please. Anyway, he's leaving on his own. He's uh, he's got the horse. Someone gave him a horse. I would be like Daniel. You're not taking that horse. Fuck out of here, taking that horse. <laughs> Try to kill everybody and taking a horse. So Strand says, hey, man, why don't you come live with us in Lawton? He goes, and I'm not doing it for you, by the way. I'm doing it for Ophelia. Or as he calls her, Ophelia. Because oh. I, 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 he talked, it, when he was talking to June in the cell, yes. he said this is the first place he felt like was a good place. He wanted a place like this for Ophelia or Ophelia. 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 You know, she, oh, by the way, Ophelia's dead. Spoiler. Oh, spoiler, yeah, she is. They gave her one good scene, and then she got bitten. The, I know. The one good scene in season four. She finally did something, <laughs> and she died doing it. Oh, my God. All right, yeah, spoiler. So he says, I'm doing it for Ophelia. So he goes, I says, all right, I'll come with you. So now he's like, he's like, a, you know, he's like a wounded older gentleman now with he memory is. problems. It's sad. So it's I guess sad. he's going to work with June on his memory problems. Also, they've now written him off the show for at least five episodes. Oh, because he's older, he's probably want to keep him healthy because, you know, they, they filmed it during the pandemic. That's true. And they and probably don't want him involved chicken. in fight scenes with people up close. Yeah. So they got him out of there. So he's out. He's out. Sarah says to Sherry and Raleigh, hey, can I borrow your SWAT truck? This way Wendell can go on some runs with me. And by the way, I don't think runs is the right choice of words with Wendell. Uh, no offense. Wrong choice, wrong and, choice and, of words and what's there, he going to do? He's going to drive the SWAT truck so she can go out and go while he's driving. Go grab stuff. I don't like know. I guess, like he drove the truck, right? Yeah. I don't know if the SWAT truck though is enabled for a handicapped driver. I don't think it is. Right? Yeah. You can't just drive any vehicle. If he's completely paralyzed, you use a stick for the gas. I don't know how that works. I don't either. I guess he's figured it out. Anyway, at that point, I went, "Oh, great! So Wendell does exist because there's been no mention of him." I know, right? I'm like, what the hell? Well, <laughs> I did some research. He's, he was filming NCIS New Orleans, or New Orleans, uh, at the same time because Fear the Walking Dead was delayed. They ended up filming at the same time. Oh, so a little conflict. Okay. Mm. Right? We talked about that. Someone else had a conflict, right? Who was conflict. it? Conflict. That we said was filming at the same time on, on two shows. Cutlets? No. No, this season. Because oh, of the pandemic. Season. Someone in The Walking Dead was filming another show. And we said it's because they overlapped. Oh, my God. I, I know who you're talking about, and I can't think of All right. You know what? Don't, don't tweet us. I've already looked it up. But I, I, I'm sorry. I don't remember. I feel bad now. But anyway, there, there have been conflicts. So uh, he posted on Instagram, don't worry. I'll be back in season seven. So he's oh. done for the year. We're not going to see him at all. Oh, whoa. So he's done, done. Okay. I guess they also f- need to figure out how to 
put him in a better situation. The dam yeah. area is not conducive to a man in a wheelchair because it's not no. paved. It, you know, yeah, push around true. in the dirt and the rocks. That's terrible, fam. Yeah, that is awful. Not that Lawton is paved, but there's got to be one of the, it wasn't one of the villages, like the original place had like streets and pavement. Had like, they, when they first got there, there were gates. I guess more of a neighborhood. Right. There was a much nicer area. I don't know why Ginny's living in Lawton. <laughs> they, remember the brother, the guy who killed himself on the bridge with filming? When they oh, first yes. returned, they, there was like like a little town with a road and gates. Where's Black that? Road. Where's that place? <laughs> yeah, where did they go? Where That's that where go? Wendell should go where the streets are paved. <laughs> anyway, isn't it isn't it Al's damn truck to begin with? Yes, like, I know the Jabberwocky stole it. They totally did. But, but it's Al's, Al's truck. It is, and she has to watch it go by her. Right. All the, all Why the time? is Sherry getting to drive the truck? And Raleigh, there's like five of them. You would think Al would be like, get the fuck out of my truck. Right, like sneak back <laughs> in and then shoot at them and go get the fuck she's out. she's pretty badass, and she's right. not really doing anything lately. They're like, oh yeah, there's my truck. All the tapes are in the truck, aren't they? Uh, I think all her, all of that, right? Yeah, so I don't know what's Unless going on. Why they? I guess it's convenient for Raleigh's gang to have the truck, the SWAT truck. Yeah, But, but it's it Al's damn Al's. truck. It is. It's certainly not Sherry's. I'm really not oh, liking Sherry. Definitely. Sherry needs, Sherry, you need to step it up, sweetheart. Negan should have had higher standards. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So scenes from the next episode, Alicia West and Luciana and a bunch of red shirts. You know, what's going to happen to the red shirts. You guys know oh, yeah. what a red shirt Bye. is. Star Trek reference. Google that if you don't remember. Yeah. Or if, the, if you're new to the podcast, they they're the die. people that are going to die. So there's a scene in an elevator where they're getting off the elevator. It's Alicia West, Luciana, and there may be somebody else from the show and a couple of people behind them. What I don't know is, are those people from the dam that went with them to give them, like, numbers? Because there are people working in the fields that are, like, new. Somehow they found them. They found more people, right? Miraculously found more people. Or are these people that live underground and happen to be on the elevator with them that they're escorts? Because if they're they're walking debtors, if they're fear the walking debtors, they're dead. They're going to get eaten. They're They're going to be in the pudding. Something's going to happen. Oh, this tastes like Mary. Oh. Tastes like meatloaf. (laughs) <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show reference. Okay. So there's that creepy old guy with the beard that we've seen in the trailers That that's like, oh, Alicia, I've been waiting for someone like you. Oh, my God. That was so scary. Right? What the hell is that? So they show them crushing up walkers. There's like three trailers out. One of them shows machines grinding up walkers like uh, like beef. Like a meat grinder? Like a oh. meat grinder. Giant meat grinder. And they said they use, them, they use the ground up meat to decompose. And then a couple of months later, they feed it to the chickens, like as feed. Oh and they use, it to, they use it to grow, they grow everything in the dirt. This is like compost. They use the yeah. walkers for that. And everyone's sort of like very cultish. They're all acting like the guy with the beard is the cult leader. Why? Because cult leaders have beards. That's the way it works. <laughs> I know beards are fashionable now, but mm. when cults became a thing, the, the, you had a beard. Yeah, they do. Right? So this guy's the cult leader. He's got the beard. And there's walkers, again, with their mouths sewn shut. And you know what's going to go wrong. Like, Luciana makes a reference in the trailer where the guy says to her, you've never been to a place like this before. She says, I've been to a place like this before. Trust me. Yeah, remember the um, the uh, La Colonia with the guy who thought he was impervious. He told oh everyone God, that he that was guy. immune. He lied. <gasps> yes. That guy's dead, by the way. Spoiler. He's spoiler. He's yeah. very dead. So this episode looks pretty good. Creepy as hell. I can't wait. And again, I, I feel like, I, I know John just died. I feel like we're going to watch some red shirts die now. We're going to watch some nobodies get killed. Yeah, that sounds about like the, the formula here coming up. Yeah, so <laughs> enjoy episode 12. Remember, it's 16 episodes. 
So we have 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, five more episodes, including this one. And eventually, at the end, we get Fear the Walk, um, we get Talking Dead back. Yay, I really miss it. Yeah, I me too. I keep going to watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's not on. <laughs> right, when the episode ends, they, show, they showed a scene, because uh, they showed a scene and went right into Gangs of London. So, F which you, I, Gangs I of London. F, no, well, <laughs> if you if it if Gangs of London didn't delay Talking Dead, it's not not their fault. No, they didn't. And uh, we, we miss Chris Hardwick. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. So, with that said, Jamie, thank yes. you everyone for giving us a week off. We needed it. We just couldn't find the time, uh, and we, we just couldn't find the sound. That's a reference to Peter Chris singing Beth, nineteen seventy six, Kiss's only <laughs> Grammy Award. Okay. By the way, the Oscars were terrible. That's all I'm going to say. Terrible. Speaking of award shows. All right. It was the lowest rated in like history or something. Well, here, okay. Before we say the end of the podcast, you, admittedly, nobody went to the movies, right? In no. most parts of the country, nobody went to the movies. And most people didn't see the movies that were nominated. They weren't blockbuster films. They were very indie, emotional. They were very indie and very deep and heavy. They, that's so right. accurate. I've yes. heard people who've seen them say, oh, it's a fantastic movie. I'll never watch it again. Like yeah. Nomadland. I hear people say, oh, it's very great acting. And oh, it's so deep and emotional. I'll never watch it again. I don't know if I want to watch a movie like that. I'm going to give yeah. you a recommendation for a movie in a second. But if nobody saw the movies, isn't that a great opportunity to show clips of the nominated films? They didn't do that till the end. Oh man, till the end. Yeah, they only when best picture they showed the clips of the movies. But for oh. all the other nominations, nothing. There was no oh, musical man. performances. It was terrible. And it's, it's not sad. that it was in a train station. And it's not that the speeches had no time limit. They just did and they did a terrible name that tune at the end. It was so <laughs> bad and I want to blow the lid off something. Okay. The name that tune game they played at the end. They, so they said we're so we're going to play songs from the past. And you have to tell us if the song was Oscar nominated, Oscar winning, or not oh nominated at all. God. Right? Who's going to know, what? remember hard. a song from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if it was nominated, if it won? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. And certainly not, not actors. They were, they were asking actors who were like, they're in their first film. They're in their 20s. Oh, my God. Okay? So... The first woman didn't know, and she made a. She got like offended by this. Like, of course, it wasn't nominated. It was. It was uncomfortable. Then the second oh, person uh, didn't know either. Okay. He's like, I know. He asked. Um, oh, I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong. It was the guy. Okay, so if you did, you see Get Out. Yes. Daniel so the, Kaluuya. You, uh, is it Kaluuya? It's Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Is it Kaluuya? Kaluuya. I, I, okay. It sounds like Kaluuya the drink. I think. Right, yeah. but I think it's Kaluuya. It's Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah. So okay. Daniel Kaluuya is at the table. The guy asking the questions, is it Sway, Sway Lee? It's the guy from the movie Get Out who saves him at the end of the movie. He's the police officer. He comes oh, to save him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Don't oh, tweet me. his friend. Me. Yeah, his friend. He says, I'm going to, remember, I saved you. You got to save me now because the bit's dying. <laughs> the bit is funny. dying, right? <laughs> That's really funny. He asks him the question. He doesn't know either. He doesn't know the song. Doesn't know oh, if it was God. nominated, not nominated. It's going nowhere. At that point, you should pull the ripcord. Get out of the bit. Yeah, abort mission. The show's already three hours long and it's terrible. And you're doing a, a comedy bit at the end of the, sh- of the show. Oh, man. Who, who decided this? <laughs> so then they go to Glenn Close and they play doing the butt. And they go, is this nominated, not nominated? And she says, he says you probably won't know that. Woman, a woman of your stature, you won't know the butt. And she says, oh, au contraire. 
that was written by blah, blah, blah. It was from the movie, blah, 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 from 19, blah, blah, blah. And it went, right? He's like, oh my God. And she's like doing the button. She gets up and she's doing the dance and Twitter blew up. Twitter's like, oh my God, she just saved the show. How great is Glenn Close knowing the butt, knowing so much about the song, right? It was a setup. Oh, it was a setup. She's an actress. She was like, you mean, and it was obvious that she was acting. And the Oscar goes to? Yeah, she's like, oh, you mean the 1986 hit debut written by blah, 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 featuring blah, blah, blah? That's too many details, lady. Right, no one speaks like that. It was no fake. One, no one But does. Twitter was like, oh, she's the best. How did she know that? Because it was a setup to save the bit. They told her, you're going to be doing this. Because the juxtaposition of an old hip-hop song with an old white woman, yeah. oh my God, she knew <laughs> it, right? The two black actors they asked didn't, didn't know the songs, but she did. So fake. So that's, fake. That's a really bad setup. Right. I mean, if you enjoyed it and you fell for it, God bless you. I'm glad you got some enjoyment. <laughs> but for me, being a cynical prick, I watched it and went, ah, come on. <laughs> come on, that's, writing's terrible. Oh, if man. she was more cheeky about it, and she's like, you mean the 1986? Like, but she was serious, like, wait a minute, I know that song. I know that song, wait. Go watch the clip again online. You'll see what I'm talking about. I'm calling bullshit on Glenn Close, and I like Glenn Close. You know why? She's a Mets fan. She used to oh, sing the really? National Anthem. She used to sing the National Anthem at Met Games all the time. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know she could sing. Look at that. Oh, Glenn Close. Yeah, Glenn Close. You know what? Right now while I'm while we're here, Google Glenn Close National Anthem. You got your phone out? Uh, yeah, I can. Let Hold on. See. Glenn Close National Anthem Mets game. Let's see if it says anything. Hold on. Oh, yeah. There it is. Glenn Close. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull up Glenn Close singing the National Anthem at a Mets game. How about that? Okay. This is five years ago. At City Field. Oh, I'm not watching a commercial. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm better than that. I shouldn't have to watch a commercial. I'm doing a podcast. Oh, oh it's going to play after the ad. I got six seconds. Okay, okay. I'll six edit all seconds. this out in post. Seconds. As okay. they say, we'll edit it out in post. Here we go. I'm going to skip ahead. And you can hear Glenn Close singing the National Anthem. Early light, what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming. All right, play ball. Whoa. There you go. Good job. She sang the National Anthem at Mets games oh, many times. Many times. So that's Very why cool. I'm all I'm all down with that. Whether she knew <laughs> in the butt or not. Do in the butt. Do in, in the butt. butt. Do in the butt. What was that? I, I don't know that. I have to hear that song. I can't place it. Oh, okay. But you could place a 10-inch Steven Yeun, though. Excuse me. What? Okay. <laughs> On that note. On that note. It's time, Jamie. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
plus at these prices? You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.